to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Great to have you joining with us today. And let me just say Merry Christmas in all these episodes and talked about a lot of different things, but I don't think I ever said that. And this is the last episode before Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas. I hope it's been a good Christmas season for you. Let me just say that if it if it hasn't been, if it's been challenging or stressful in some way, it's another good reason to follow me on social media, Instagram, uh, Rick McDaniel underscore official, uh, Facebook, Rick McDaniel, H-I-L, which is High Impact Living, um, just Rick McDaniel on Twitter, uh, on Twitter and Facebook, because Twitter now allows like a long form. I took an article that I had done for Fox News a number of years ago, 10 ways to have a stress-free Christmas and put that out there. So it's not too late to still read it. It might still help you even in these last few days before Christmas. Uh, it's helped a lot of people. I put another one out, top 10 reasons why Jesus is better than Santa which is uh, kind of fun, but uh, it's got a good message as well. So that's that's out there. So I, I definitely follow uh, on Instagram. I, I you know I share some great pictures and different things that I think are very very helpful. So by all means, grab those. My latest and newest thing that is out is a Christmas devotional called "Tis the Season," and that is on Pray on the Pray app and Pray.com. So those of you that are listening straight from the Pray app. Go get it. It's in the front page of the app. It, there's a Christmas with Pray, and then you click that, and Christmas devotionals come up. And there's like four different ones, and mine is right there called Tis the Season. Um, so, and that's the way to get it, by the way. If you're not listening on the Pray app, if you're listening on uh, Apple or Spotify or, you know, whatever it might be, by all means, go and grab that. It's just five days, so uh, it's not long. It's not like, oh, it was uh, throughout the whole Christmas season. So even if you started it today, you would, you know, you'd get several of the devotions in before Christmas Day. And frankly, if you doubled up, you could do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday's Christmas, so you'd be good to go. So take advantage of it. These are all free resources. So uh, tis the season, five-day a special Christmas devotional with some really, really good ones about Joseph and Mary, one about It's a Wonderful Life and Jimmy Stewart, stuff that I think can really help you in a lot of ways. So I encourage you to take advantage of all of that. Uh, let me just say in regards to the rest of this year. So today we're going to talk about 10 ways to be financially successful, which I think is an important thing to talk about, especially as you kind of look back and review your year and kind of look where you are. One of the top resolutions every year is to deal with finances. So let me help you with that today so you can set yourself up in 2024 for resolutions that will lead you to the best financial year that you've ever had. I'm really looking forward to the final episode to set totally set up next year which is next week, 10 things to stop doing next year. 10 things to stop doing next year. Well, that will be a fun one. 10 things that you need to stop doing in the new year. So those would be the last two episodes of the year today and then kind of reflecting on last year, then next week, getting ready for next year. Then I got a special treat for you, first episode of the new year, a message by me. In other words, not just some... A, podcast episode like I normally would record here, but one where I'm speaking. 
And that one is going to be uh, a really uh, inspirational message for you. Uh, new opportunities in store for 2024. Uh, it took me a long time to come up with that one. New opportunities in store for 2024. So if you're excited uh, about about new opportunities in the new year, if you're not excited and you need to be, and I'll help you to be. So that'll be kicking off the new year. So some good stuff coming up here in the next few weeks of some different episodes, but it's great to celebrate Christmas and New Year's and, and it's a great time of year and I hope you're enjoying it. And so we want to just really kind of drill down today on finances, which I mean, this is the time of year when there's an enormous amount of spending. And so, you know, that puts the highlight on it. And then again, one of the top resolutions every year, by, by the way, I, I feel like I memorize them through the years. Uh, and I am writing, uh, it's another thing I should say, I'm writing a piece for Fox News um, about making your resolution stick, how you can do that, and that'll come out on New Year's Day. So you can be uh, looking for that one as in that article I talk about things like getting your finances in order, obviously losing weight, getting healthier. That's, you know, it's always one. Improving relationships, especially marriage, is always another one. Uh, getting closer to God, that's uh, another one. These are some that just, you know, year in and year out find their way to the absolute top of the list. So doing a lot of spending and then you think about how you want to do better. So this is not the end all and be all. Uh, it would take way more than one episode to talk about such a giant subjects as finances, but I'm going to kind of mix some different things together today. Ten ways to be financially successful. And again, you could break this down into a number of categories, but I'm going to kind of mix them together and you'll see as I do that today. But if you want, you know, 30 minutes of information, this is the this is this is the place to go. So here we go. Number one, have a dream. What's what's your dream for your uh, finances? You know, and it's 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 certainly never too early. Boy, if you could get going on this, man, in your twenties or something, wow. Uh, we'll talk more about that in terms of investing. But you know, you look at somebody like Colonel Sanders was in his early sixties when he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ray Kroc was fifty five when he founded McDonald's. So you're never too old to pursue a dream, and you're never too young. And just to just sit down, you know, and just uh, really kind of uh, script out, you know, like what what do you want? What do you want your life to be like in terms of your finances? Painting a picture with words of what that would look like in the future. And then let me just pause right here and just say something. So. Some may say, hey, uh, Rick, you're like a, you know, Christian leader and all that. And, and it doesn't the Bible say the love of money is the root of all evil. And the Bible does not say that, it turns out. So here's what the Bible says. A love of money is a root. Or let's say it this way. The love of money is a root of evil. Not that money is the root, but a love of money is a root. Very different. Very different. So if you love money and you're filled with greed, then that's one root of evil for sure. And it's, oh my goodness, it's brought such heartache and, and troubles to this world. It's not even funny. I mean, the, 
so many bad things happen because people uh, have a love of money and, and greed. So it is definitely a root of evil. There's no doubt. But money is not the root of evil. That isn't true. And there's nothing wrong with having a financial dream. You know, it's not like, well, uh, I can follow Jesus or I can, you know, have wealth. No, those things are not mutually exclusive at, at any in any way, shape or form. And in fact, it's wealth people with wealth that have been able to help the church to do so many good works and ministries to do so many good works for many, many years. And I would just say to you, as someone who has raised money for many years, uh, if it weren't for people with wealth and resources, uh, it just couldn't happen because it's a fallacy. You know, this idea, if everyone just gives a thousand dollars, we'll have our building built. And I've built buildings and it doesn't work that way. It takes big gifts. And so being Having a dream of, of, of having financial wealth and resources is a good thing. And if you don't have a dream for that, then 10 ways to be financially successful just ends right here. There's no financial success unless there's a vision for it, unless there's a dream for it. So that's that's just the first thing. Again, not burning greed, not a love of money, but the just a realization that takes money in this world and you can do a lot of good things with money. So having a vision and a dream is is the first thing. And the second really is about having a a, a learning stance, uh, being a lifelong learner. I mean, people with wealth who are successful financially have one thing in common and that is uh, they're into ongoing daily self-improvement. We all have, you know, a comfort zone and inside are the things we're comfortable doing. And, you know, pretty much people who aren't successful financially pretty much do everything they can to stay in that comfort zone. When you do things outside the comfort zone, it causes discomfort. But each time you engage in an activity that causes discomfort, or I like to say get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you expand your circle and you grow as an individual. So can you get comfortable with being uncomfortable? Even about something like money, like maybe you're just like, ah, money, whatever. But it's important and, you know, you can help so many people and do so many good things with it. So that's part of it. Another part is the reading material. You know, what are you reading? What are you reading? What are you investing your mind in, in terms of learning? It's a big subject, finances, and you got to understand so many things and there's so many great resources out there right now. It's kind of almost remarkable how many there are. But are you reading those resources, availing yourself of the listening to whatever, watching, whatever it is, so you can learn a lot. Another part is just understanding that what are you not doing if you're, you know, if you're not doing the ongoing self-improvement, is it because you are doing something like wasting time with television and Facebook and Pinterest and Snapchat and, you know, YouTube videos and, you know, you may say, hey, Rick, you just talked about your social media and I didn't even mention my YouTube videos. And but if you listen to those, the sort of stuff that I have, it's under the self-improvement. It's under the personal growth part. It's not just like, you know, mindless entertainment. Excessive screen time simply takes you away from pursuing your dreams, your goals. It just takes you in the wrong direction. So 
you have to have this kind of learning stance and lifelong learning mindset. That's just absolutely crucial to being uh, successful financially is you got to have the vision and the dream and then you got to educate yourself and you can't be wasting your time doing other things when you need to be doing things that educate you. All right. Here's the third way. You have to have a you have to have kind of, a you know, we could call it a, a, a frugal mindset, not cheap, not miserly, not stingy. So let's maybe maybe define this so we're we're clear about it, because it's important because words, you know, like I think most people would describe me as a generous person because I, I, I am and I've and I want to be and. I've proven to be, I don't think people would use the word frugal because I think they think that's the opposite of generous, but it isn't. Miserly, stingy is the opposite of generous. Let's just talk about frugal in three ways. Number one, an awareness of how you spend your money. That's part of, say, a frugal mindset is an awareness of how you spend your money. Second would be spending your money on, say, quality products and services versus cheap. It's better to buy something that's good that'll last way longer than keep buying cheap stuff and have to keep buying it. And the third, and this is definitely where I uh, shine in, is um, spending the least amount of money possible in terms of getting bargains. I am an enormous believer in bargains. And I mean, it's 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 everywhere. It's in fact, some of my greatest bargains have been on major purchases. Some people think about bargains, they think like coupons or something, but I mean, not talking about that, although there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but you know, just whether it's things that are on sale, you know, that you purchase, you know, goods, items, things like that. And and then just things like a car, house, other things like that. I've just hit the, I've hit the bargain button on all those things multiple multiple times in 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 my life and it's just it's massive the numbers are massive they're not small they're you know some of them are small but again they they add up i I, i've been on on shopping trips before with my wife you know i'm like okay we're gonna buy stuff so let's go and saved hundreds and hundreds of dollars on on stuff hunt even maybe into the thousands because you know you get something for 70 percent off i mean you know something costs a thousand dollars that's 300 bucks and 700 saved so uh, now you know just on its own being frugal doesn't make you say rich or financially successful but it's one piece of the financial success puzzle for sure we're going to talk about the others by the way here today but what it does do is it helps you increase the amount of money that, that you can save. And then, of course, when you have savings, then you have options of how you can invest. And then we have investments. You have options of how you can make money and take advantage of opportunities. So can't can't take advantage of financial opportunities if you don't have any resources, if you don't have any savings. So you can kind of see how it all gets back to the the first one there, which is, okay, I've got to... I've got to practice some of these, uh, say, frugal mindset principles. So you're aware of how you're spending your money. And when you do spend it, you're spending it on the right things. 
So that this kind of leads right next to another one, which is, you know, tracking what you spend. Successful people financially, they know where the money's going. They're not like, I don't know where the money went. They, they know, they know. They're, and this is how people, you know, um, this is how they make it financially. You're like a saver investor, you know, self-made millionaires. Um, these people pay attention to where the money's going. They have an awareness. They can uncover things. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have caught mistakes in purchases that I've made. And I mean, I mean, it isn't like four or five. It's it's many, many, many multiple times where I'm like, and that's not right. I, I always try to add it up in my head ahead of time or in some other purchases, you know, can do it with math. And then when a different number comes up, the first thing I'm saying is mm, that's not right. And sure enough, I mean, and it, it's just, you know, you can, you can just really get overcharged. So you just really need to think about, you know, where's your money going? Now, one of the great exercises is to take a month and track everything you spend. Everything. Every single thing. And see how much do you spend on groceries? How much do you spend on coffees? How much do you spend going out to eat? It's how much you're spending online. You know, it's really... it. Successful people financially do that for a month and then they go, we're, we're spending too much money. You know, here's a big newsflash. Here's how you make it financially. Either increase your income or you decrease your expenses. Which is easier to do? What's well, easier to decrease expenses initially than it is to increase your income. So what can you look at and say to yourself, hmm... This is overspending and I don't need to be doing it and you're on your way and we'll kind of show you where it goes. So the next way is investing. Invest like you're going to live forever. It's just that's exactly how you need to think. The, the reality is that the amount of money you can make in the stock market, in, 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 in real estate, uh, is is significant, especially w over a longer time period. Making money over long periods of time is honestly easy. Making money quickly, much more difficult to do. Can also be done, by the way, but not as easy to do. So, you know, it's like a, a plant, you know, you want to grow it, you, you, uh, you care for it, water it. Get it sunlight and then watch it grow and it will. There are all kinds of, you know, amazing stories of people that bought Nike and Apple and Microsoft and Tesla. And what do you want to talk about? And then just watch it grow. And Tesla's, uh, I think, split their stock two or three times. I mean, it's just, just absolutely remarkable. You, you should live your life each day to the fullest. You really should, you know, but since you're probably, you know, not going to die tomorrow, you better plant your money in investments because you want to invest like you're going to live forever. And somewhere between not living past tomorrow and living forever is where you're going to end up 
you know, you never know. My our, our longtime family veterinarian had a stroke and passed away and he was older, but he was in great shape and I was a fantastic person, fantastic veterinarian, just a great, great, great guy. Absolute shocker in the sense that one day here, gone the next. But at the same time, having lived 80 years, you know, that's not like a super big surprise. So very rarely, but it does happen. Will you be surprised in your life and prematurely, but you will not live forever. So investing is is the is the key. Investing is the key because if you invest, and of course, the earlier start, the longer time frame that you have, which is really fantastic in terms of making money because you've got a longer span of time in which your money can, in fact, work for you. All right, on the other end of the spectrum is debt. You have to avoid it because debt is the exact opposite, right, of savings. Debt is is just is a killer. And it just looks like this. You want to pay someone else interest or you want to make interest on your own money. Paying interest is, you know, nothing more than giving someone else your money. It's not uh, it's not where you want to be. Now there are times that you have to borrow for sure, but getting out of debt should be an absolute goal for this new year if you're in debt. I've been in debt and I'm out of debt and I've been out of debt and there's just an enormous difference between those two things. There's just no other way to say it. There's an enormous, enormous difference. So, you know, credit card debt, I mean, just I can't I've never in my life ever paid the kind of percentage on credit card debt that people are paying now. I mean, this is just devastating to give away your money like that, 15, 20% or more. Just You just don't want to do that. I mean, if you could make that kind of money, uh, interest on the other end, that'd be phenomenal. But even if you made 10%, which is doable for sure, versus giving away 20%, man, it's just, you're down 10% right there, even if you had equal amounts of money in both savings and, and in, in debt. I've always been a huge believer in not having a 30-year mortgage uh, because, again, look at your, if you have one, look at your statement. See how much you're paying in interest, see how much you're paying in principal. And then I could show you what, say, a 10-year mortgage looks like. it blow your mind. It's could like com- completely reverse process. All that money that was going to interest in the 30-year goes to principal and vice versa. And since that's your single biggest investment for most people, you don't want to be paying any more than you have to. And of course, cost of money is just enormous. So that, you know, just affects you in a way that you can't even define in dollars. You know, when you owe, owe money, you know, the Bible says you're a slave to the lender, right? And I mean, you want to be the person who lends, not borrows. So you, you just got to deal with the debt issue. And I believe in, like I've always used an American Express card because you, you got to pay it back. So Whatever it takes, get out of debt. I wish I could talk more about that, but I I do need to move on here and make sure we cover everything today within our allotted period of time. So 
let's uh, let's talk about this. This won't take a little, little defining. Always consider opportunity cost. Now, opportunity cost is a term accountants use to describe the cost of missing out on an alternative use for money. So, for example, spend $150 on clothes or take the $150 and invest it. All right. If you invest $150 for 20 years and you're in 10% interest, that'll be $1,050. So if you can live $150 a day, for instance, you can now retire a week earlier, not a day earlier, a week earlier, just because you invested that money instead of spent that money. Now, imagine if the 150 was put on a credit card that you owed and, you know, it's, it skews things way more. So, you know, you can just look around your house and you can say, wow, what do I have here that I don't really even use or even want anymore or need? Add up the cost, multiply by seven, you'll arrive at the amount of money you could have had if you invested that money at 10% interest for 20 years. I mean, it's just a good little exercise, but it, it just shows that the opportunity is there to achieve financial success and financial independence sooner than you realize. So again, it's increasing what comes in and decreasing what you spend. Both are what you ultimately want to do. And of course, investing can help you to increase that because you can have your regular salary and then you can have the money you're making on your investments. I mean, there's just nothing better than that. The stock market is having an incredible Santa Claus rally here. And in the last couple of days, I just it's just amazing the amount of money that has been made on my investments. And I've done you know absolutely nothing in two days, two days, all kinds of money. That's where you want to be. That's exactly where you want to be. So don't put off saving. Don't put off tomorrow what you can save today. How about that? Just think about this. If you invested $5 a day, I mean $5 a day, like not much more than a Starbucks latte, over 30 years and you made 10% interest, you'd end up with more than $300,000. Three hundred thousand dollars. I mean, you know, how can you have wealth? You can inherit it. You can marry someone that has it. You could build a business and create wealth that way. Could take your particular talents and use them in sports or entertainment. Right? There aren't that many ways, but. You could just consistently spend less than you make, save and invest your savings and end up financially successful. That's it. It's so all of a sudden everyone can do it, not just people in those rare categories that I just mentioned. Save and invest. All right, two more ways, and they're big. One, resist envy. You know, some people look rich and they're not. I mean, just take it from a guy who sat with many people for many years and, and 
talk to them about their families and the situation and come to find out that, you know, the, the house is there, the cars are there, but their net worth is like nothing. They're over their leverage so much. It's ridiculous. So don't be fooled by that. You know, being wealthy with real financial success is way better than appearing to be wealthy through the use of debt. So don't, don't let yourself get envious of what other people have or where they're going or, you know, whatever, so that you feel envious. And so you want to go out there and keep up with the Joneses, as they say, and make a purchase or take a trip or. And again, I'm all for doing those things with the money that you made and successfully saved and invested. But don't do it just to to compete. And to, and to let that feeling of envy do it for you. All right, here's the final one. Save the best one for last. Be generous. Be a giver. The Bible says that we rob God when we don't give. Well, we certainly don't want to rob God because we want God's blessings. Because all the stuff that I'm talking about here, you understand if God puts his hand of blessing on you, your investments don't make 10%, they make 30%. You're all of a sudden uh, introduced into opportunities to make money that you never even knew about. You can be guided and directed by God's spirit to opportunities and that just can change everything. But you need to be a giver. Now, this season is the giving season. And you, you know this. You're already experiencing it. You'll experience it more in a few days. It feels so good to give. It just makes you feel good to be generous and to give and to make other people happy, which is, you know, so be a giver, even when you don't have much, then God's going to bless you with more and then be more generous. And then again, save, get out of debt, save, invest, and you'll have even more. And then the more that you give, the more God will bless you and the more that you can be a blessing to other people. And it's just this marvelous circle, this marvelous cycle of just Financial success and wealth that leads to blessing and generosity and giving that leads to more financial success and wealth that leads to more generosity and giving. And that's the way you want to live your life. So there they are. Ten ways. Let's get cracking in the new year and really get our finances in order. Merry Christmas again. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.